What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Overthinking Thoughts Pod. I'm your host, Ed, and as always, journey with me as we pursue greatness in a world full of chaos. Back again with another one. Um, I hope you have had a great week. Uh, this week, we woke up to snow. So that was kind of cool. Um, a little cold, but not too bad. But, uh, you know, hopefully, wherever you are, things are, are good. I hope that you are progressing throughout your week, that you have found some small wins and um, have started on those things that you've been holding back on. It's still still January. You still got time to put that out there. So whatever it is that you are passionate about that you haven't done yet, go for it, pursue it. You got people in your corner that believe in you. And I know that you've probably been thinking about it for a while. So let's get to it. What else? What, what you got to lose? What you waiting on? Right. Um, that segues into something that I want to thank everybody who's ever supported me on this podcast journey with um <clears throat> small victory for me is the very first video that i've ever shot for uh the podcast i, I think my first episode was like i think it was july 21st of 2022 the very first one that i ever did which was the what are you waiting for episode um has surpassed 100 views i am very excited about that um round of applause right um so i guess you know for me i it's never about how many views you get or how many people or anything like that but there was a time where i was too afraid to even put anything out there and i overthought it and i sat on it and i didn't know what to do and i put it i put it out with the intention to help others and you know for it to reach that that's a small milestone for me you know it's not a million it's not a thousand or anything like that but it's it's a hundred that people actually took the time to listen to what i have to say so that means a lot so if you supported me if you watched that episode if you liked that episode i i got a couple dms about that episode um i I had one guy who said he was gonna share it with his son and talk about you know not not being afraid to pursue the things that he's after so i appreciate you for that um just to anybody that's ever taken the time to whether it was watch YouTube or watch TikToks, like pages on Instagram, man, I appreciate you. So thank you so much. Um, obviously couldn't have done it without you. So I really appreciative of, of that. So that, that made me feel good. My, my kid was proud. My wife was proud. So, you know, those are, those are the small things that build into bigger things, but it never happens if you don't start. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much. So before we get into it, uh, just know that if you ever want to stay in contact or reach out, um, obviously you see us on the YouTube. You know, we we have our podcast posting on YouTube um, through the Overthinking Thoughts pod. Turns out that I keep forgetting we're also on Google Podcasts, but we're on Google Podcasts. We stream on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Anchor and we're also on Spotify, all listed under the Overthinking Thoughts pod. And then, as always, from a social standpoint, man, feel free to hit that that follow button on Instagram. Instagram, we are Overthinking Thoughts pod. And then again, on TikTok at Overthinking Thoughts pod. Anybody who's come through and commented on those pages, we definitely appreciate it. So thank you so much for that. But um, with all that being said and sharing in the the small victory, I I wanted to talk about something this week that I think applies to life as well as just everyday things that we do that we don't necessarily think of that that are just routine wake up go to work raise kids do our recreational activities 
you know, come home, sleep, wake up, do it all over again type thing. But in the midst of all of that, there's a lot of obstacles that we face. Sometimes things become overwhelming. Sometimes things don't go as planned. And I was thinking about this and it, it took me back to when my dad was coaching, um, that he always had us focus on two main things. And I feel like that's going to be helpful for how we move. So I'm going to try to relate basketball to life. I like to do that. I like to tie those things together. So follow me on this. Um, But today's episode is called Balance and Control. Now, in basketball, right, um, you see some of the greats, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Steph Curry, your Jason Tatum's, John Morant's, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, usually when they catch the ball, they're focused. Most of them have an idea of what they want to do. But there's two key things that we don't necessarily talk about that they're doing. So in basketball, there's a position called the triple threat. In the triple threat, that's you protecting the ball. You got three things you can do out of a triple threat. You can shoot, which is the first option, because if you open, why not? You can pass, which if... You know, you got people trapping you or whatever. You make that pass to the open man. Or you could dribble. I mean, if you catch the ball and you need to get from one place to another, nobody's open, but you can handle it, then you dribble. You can't do any of those things if you're not on balance and if you don't have control of what you're doing. So balance and control are two important things that are very helpful for for basketball. Um, I've coached for years and I could tell you that sometimes we would do tryouts and some of the players would not be in control. And we'd be like, Hey, you got to control your situation and control you before you can even do anything. The proper balance helps you do that. So then I started thinking about how do I turn that into a lesson with kind of what we focus on here at the podcast, which is just trying to, you know, move through chaos and not, overwhelm ourselves or become anxious the balance and control are two things that i think are very important so how does balance and control relate to what we do in life well i looked up the definition of balance and i took the verb part of this and the definition of balance is to keep or put something in a steady position so that it does not fall so whether you are successful at your job successful in relationships, there comes a balance in making sure that you don't fall off. Now, I'm not saying that things don't come your way and, and stuff changes, but having a proper balance and making sure that you're walking the straight and narrow is going to be pretty helpful for you. One of the things that it also made me think of was just me personally. And I, you know, in in my career and stuff that I was doing as far as being an educator or working in education, one of the things that I found hard to balance was the work life and then the family life. And it was hard to see until it reached the point of, hey, you got to make a decision on what's going on. So um, it was it was a struggle because the job that I had, it was new to me. And there were so many things that I didn't know that I was trying to pick up on. Like I had an idea, but I needed other things and I did not know how to go about that just because one I was new two just different there were different situations on different days that like no no one day was the same um and trying to figure out what's routine and what isn't was a lot for me at the time so that that was a mental overload um the worst part was then you know 
I might be gone and then I got practice. And then by the time I get home, my youngest was already asleep. My my oldest son was getting ready to go to bed. And so I only got like 10, 15 minutes to see him. And then my wife is, she got both kids. And then by the time I get home, she's exhausted. So it's like, we might have five, 10 minutes of conversation to like stuff we need to talk about, but then to properly vent and figure out what's going on, that doesn't work either. So <laughs> it's like, how do you overcome those things right and and i realized that like even in the midst of all that there were some distractions and things and and i'm thinking that i have everything together and i don't and i'm trying to push because my thought was well i'm there i see my kids i'm here but like it doesn't always work that way right because there's other factors that that jump into this so um one of the things that i thought about was distractions distractions can easily knock you off balance especially the worldly distractions so like materials possessions acceptance things of that nature saying hey you got to have a successful job and then your family's happy if you make more money then everybody's happy that's not always true um because sometimes there's things that you think you need and then once you get them they turn out to not be as valuable as you thought they were and one of the things that i looked at was uh romans 12 2 of where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Here's me thinking I just got to go full speed ahead and I got to provide. And then when I get home, I got to do this and boom, 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 boom. And the whole time I'm not balancing the things that are important. I'm, I'm putting other things together. That's why like, I love the time that I had because so many people were like, man, you were like a father figure. You helped me with this. You helped me with that. But then what made me feel some type of way was I then realized like I'm being a father figure to, to you all, but I'm not even being an actual father to my kids. And that's, that was tough. And so one of the things that you'll learn when you're trying to balance stuff is that you're going to learn how to sacrifice so you can do your best to be your best. And in that sacrifice, it's all in how you see the journey, where you're headed, and then being able to direct your walk. And Ephesians 5.15 will tell you, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. So if you know you're walking a path that's making you feel overly anxious and you're like overwhelmed by things and you're looking for help, but you're not getting it, or you're going down a path and you know you shouldn't go down that path and you're just like, I think this is the right way, but you feel that in your heart and it's tugging at you to get away, there's a good chance you need to step back and reanalyze everything. Because later in that chapter, verse 17, it then says, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So in my case, it was, yeah, you've been doing this for a while, but your family needs you to be present. Two things can be true. You can still work and you can still be present in your in your children's lives and in your wife's life by making sure that you handle business, but then being able to come home and take care of business at home, too, because those are the important things like watching my kid play basketball, watching my youngest son take his steps and learning how to read and, and pick up on things that, that we do. Like that's stuff that you don't think about because I'm just full speed ahead. Like I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. But I don't want to miss out on those moments because what I don't want to do is you all see me and I'm in the spotlight and it's like, man, this is great. And then my kids are like, man, he ain't never around. I can't do that. Um, that's not something that I'm 
that I would want to pursue. I got to make sure that I'm present because when my sons get older, I want to make sure that they also are able to then grow and be the best that they can be. And I hope that by the example that I provide for them, they're able to see that, yeah, there's going to be distractions. You might make some mistakes along the way. But at the end of the day, if you are doing your best to be your best, the best outcome will happen. And that's all we can ask for. Each day you get is a new opportunity to better yourself. So don't dwell on any mistakes you make. Utilize it. Treat it like a scouting report. Read it over. See what you need to do. And then the next day you're out there, fix it. Because every day you get is not only a blessing, but it is a new page, a new chapter in the book. And you can start over right then and there and make it the best outcome possible. But you got to be able to use your discernment, not be foolish, and utilize your strength or keep yourself on balance because you cannot control anything if you're not balanced which then leads me to my next point so if we're talking about balance well then how do you stay balanced you have to have control that can be multiple things control of your emotions control of your finances control of your relationships control of making sure that that your children are safe right like you know teaching them the right things as opposed to just letting them do whatever they want and then not having any consequence or not knowing what's right or wrong, being able to set the examples. Like those are things I'm not saying like control and manipulate. That's the last thing I want. Anybody who tries to control and manipulate is not an actual leader. They're a dictator. Whereas if you're trying to control, like as a coach, if I'm trying to control my team to make sure that they don't lose their heads when things don't go their way, so they don't get technicals or they don't, you know, lose their cool and take themselves out of the game. I'm trying to control their emotions so that way they can control how they talk to each other and then they can control the tempo of the game. So there is a difference in how that works, but depends on how you look at it. So for me, I looked up control and looked up the noun of control, and it is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events, right? So the power to influence. If you are in a position to lead, there's a difference between having a sense of good control of listening to your people, making sure that their needs are met, but also leading them to become leaders, right? And then there is the control of, I'm going to try to micromanage everything that you do because I don't trust you and I don't think that you can do whatever job I put in front of you that I can do or the best way that I can do it. So I'm going to keep looking over your shoulder over and over and over. Right. Well, what that does is now all of a sudden these people that you quote unquote control are now leaving. And now you have no control of the situation because you've put yourself in a way to try to manipulate. That's not what I mean by control. I mean, control it so we can have good outcomes, control it to where people are able to believe in you and know that when the situation's, get a little difficult they know you have the mental capacity to control it in a way that's going regardless of how difficult it may be there could be a positive outcome or you're going to do your best to make sure that there is one so that's how you kind of want to look at your control right so once again full transparency moment uh i was struggling to control work and and basketball because like I'm working and I got a lot of emotion from the job. Then I go to the court and I'm trying and like usually for me, like the court is where I just let everything go because that's just that's me. Basketball has always been a positive outlet for me. So pouring into those kids and coaching, I think I was doing that so much because one, 
I needed a place to where I could just relax and be myself. But two, I, I also didn't want to come home and then like have all of that spill out. But then there were days where I didn't have any control of my emotion of how I felt. And and it weared on, on my kids, it weared on my family, it weared on me mentally. I became more anxious. I became more, you know, worried and not just about that. But then I started worrying about life and what happens if I'm not here and then my kids do this or what happens if I'm not here and, my, and this happens to my wife and I don't do this and I don't do that. And that spiraled into so many different emotions that like that's when it started to really show like, OK, you need to figure out where you're at and what you're doing. Um, So being overly anxious and worried started to take a mental and physical toll on my body. I was tired all the time. Mentally, I was burnt out. Physically, I didn't have the energy. You know, I tried to at least show face to my kids, but I could even tell that they started noticing that things were wrong. And, you know, I just had to find a way to better myself. And to be honest, like, if I could look back and do it all over again, there's so many, not so many things, but there are things that I could change. But then there were some things that were just out of my control. And I, and it, it, there wasn't much that I could do. And when you feel like you don't have control over a situation, you then realize, or you start to feel like there's nothing I can do. But God tells you in the midst of your anxieties in first Peter five, verse seven, he tells you cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And it took a long time for me to realize that and put it into practice. Cause I felt like, I had to control everything. And, you know, as I'm talking now, it's like looking at certain moments of where I felt inadequate or I felt like I wasn't good enough, which I think also impacted how I went about things. But then I realized at the end of the day, like God had it under control. All I had to do was trust that he was going to help me make the, the right decisions. And in those decisions, you know, not all of them were popular. Some decisions I had to make that, you know, and I, it, it just is what it is. It's like, hey, this is what we have to do. And it's going to be for the better of everything. Because you're thinking about the right now and you're thinking about the future when you're making these decisions in, in, in higher education, right? So you're wanting the best for everybody and you're trying to find best outcomes. And, and sometimes, man, it, it becomes tough. And then it weighs on you because you're the one that has to say that. But at the same time, like, it also taught me that I, I got to be able to can control myself, have self-control, have patience, and just trust that at the end of the day, as difficult as some of these situations may be, like, you're going to have difficulties in life. You're going to have certain things that arise that you're going to face. But if you can be in control, if you have self-control of who you are, and you're able to step back and say, okay, let me remove all the negative that I'm thinking and find the positive in what's going on, even when it doesn't look like it at the end of the day, I still have to trust that I'm in the right position doing the right thing. It can be a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you out of this whole experience, there are a couple of things that it taught me. Um, my self-control and patience let me know that I couldn't be a good father if I wasn't present. And it also let me know that I couldn't be good at my job if I was over anxious and, and worried. So when I took time to step back and say, okay, what is it that I'm feeling like? I had to ask myself, like sometimes when you, I would suggest like if you ever feel anxious or if you start to feel overwhelmed, the first thing you got to ask yourself is what is making me feel anxious? And then you need to go to the root of that feeling. Because a lot of times what happens is when we become anxious or overwhelmed, it triggers us back to that moment in time 
where we started feeling that way. For some of us, it's in childhood. For some of us, it could be, you know, young adults. It just depends on on your life and your upbringing and things that you were dealing with. But when you find, that's something I learned in therapy, you dig deeper than what the surface is. So it's like, oh, I'm feeling this way because in life I've had these things happen and I've always reacted that way to that. Then it's like, okay, so now that you've always reacted that way and you've always felt like this, what can you do to change it? Like separate what's true from what your story is telling you. In other words, separate the falseness of your anxiety, like the things that you're worrying about that aren't true and look at the root cause of what's happening. Cause then once you do that, then you're able to break that problem down a little better. And it takes time to get to that point. Cause I still have to do that to this day, but it does work. Um, because then you'll realize that a lot of the reasons why you feel anxious are just stories that you've created. And like I've said before, your mind is so powerful that you could create something in your head and create a what if scenario. And it turns out to be the craziest thing. And then none of it happens. <laughs> That's just how anxiety works. But we don't, we, we, we do not need to have a, an anxiety. Yeah, we, we don't have a spirit of fear. We don't have a spirit to be timid. We have to trust and believe that what we're going through. And even if we feel that way, it's preparing us to do something great. And what can you do if you can't control the situation at hand? What happens when you can't control what's going on? We got to learn how to adapt. We got to learn how to adjust. My son was so mad because his games got canceled because it snowed. And his frustration level was high. He had an idea of how he was going to play the game. And he had all these plans of what he was going to do. And he was so upset because he's like, well, how am I supposed to do this? And how am I supposed to do that? And I told him, I said, you can't control it. But what you can control is how you react to this situation. When you step back and look at the severity of what's going on, sure, we two minutes down the road from the gym, you got to play in. But the team you play in has got to come 30, 40 minutes. We don't know what the weather looked like. And who's to say that even if they do make it safe, that something doesn't happen in the process? Who's to say that there's not an accident on the expressway? Who's to say that for us, even though two minutes down the road, something happens to us? We don't know. So we have to play it safe. And I told him, I said, I'd rather you be safe now and play more basketball than to risk it today and maybe never play again. You just don't know. But you got to have, you got to, when you can't control it, trust that God is in control of your situation. Trust that God is going to handle what's going on. Trust that at the end of the day, maybe you don't have control because God knows that you can't handle it and he can. I'm going to leave that one there and let it breathe for a little bit. And you, you go ahead and apply that to your life how you need to, but maybe, maybe some of us need to hear it as well as me. Um, so, when you can't control it, you know, one of the things that I think about, like when you, okay, I can't control certain things. I don't want to try to manipulate people in the sense of control, but I do want to make sure that they, we might meet, we might not be able to change the situation, but maybe we can adapt how things are happening. If a team goes on a 20 yard run, clearly I got to make some changes and they're going to come down that, you know, they're going to come to the bench and be upset and angry and frustrated. And that's when I have to step back and go, okay, what are we doing wrong? What can we control? Your shot might not be falling, but you can control your effort. 
You know, you you might have made some turnovers, but you can control getting it back on on defense. You can control certain things. You might not be able to control all of it, but you got to be able to have that self-control and discipline to know not to lose your emotion and not to lose your head when things happen. But the trust that at the end of the day, if you go about it and at least give 100% effort, things fall into place. You got to trust that you can do that. Um, One of the things I think about with control or like when you can't control it, we have to control how we react to it. Sometimes things happen that are way beyond our control and we can't do anything but give it to God, right? I would say that sometimes you got to adapt to your situations. Like they always say, like, if you can't, if you can't control the situation, control how you approach it or how you think about it. And another thing that I think about is having faith that even in the midst of a situation that looks out of control, trust that God is in control. Hebrews 11 one tells us, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We might hope for a good outcome, but where we're standing, it may not look like that's the outcome. But we got to have faith that if we are at least stepping in the right direction, God is going to deliver us through. It's not always going to look pretty. I don't want you to get this this notion of like, you know, following God is, is always sunshine and rainbows, man. Sometimes you're going to go down some alleys and some avenues and some things that are going to make you, you know, change the people you hang with, change the direction of what you've been doing, change habits, change certain behaviors, change certain ideas. And you're like, wait a minute, all this feels uncomfortable. Use that uncomfort to realize that you are not growing into the person you're supposed to be. And utilize it to the best of your ability. And I always, I always want to tell people this. If you ever feel like you've truly lost control, trust that God has it under control. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The reason why it tells you not to lean on your own understanding is we can only see a fraction of what God has. God has the bigger picture. When God's when God's the one that's putting it all together, step back and realize that it's gonna be okay. All things are gonna work together for your good, but you gotta have that faith. And you gotta understand that, yeah, sometimes sometimes you're gonna be steering the ship. Sometimes you gotta trust that the person steering the ship is gonna get you to where you need to go. In both situations, keep your head. Don't become overwhelmed or over anxious. Don't build the what if stories. Look at what is and then have faith for what you can't see. Because sometimes when you're being pulled out of that control, you're starting to see that there's something bigger and better that you would have destroyed if you kept your hands on it. And a lot of times we self-sabotage because we want all of it at once. But the reality is, is that we have to step back and trust that everything's going to be okay. Even when we can't see everything. When I was in that position of wondering about my wife and my kids and my job, I was scared about losing my job, not having money, not being able to provide and not being able to raise my family the way I wanted to. In the midst of a year, not only have I been able to find something that I love to do, but I'm also able to have those moments where I could see my son play basketball, where my youngest son can pick up a book and sit down next to me and read a story. Those things that I prayed for when I was asking God for a good marriage, when I was asking God for when I come home and my kids greet me, my oldest son still runs to the door and hugs me. My youngest son looks out the window and he'll just wave and say hi. And like, I envisioned that. 
and I, like, I couldn't see it in the moment of what I was in, but I prayed for it. And I thank God that I have it. And I never, ever, ever want to take that for granted. I'll leave you with this. The best thing I could tell you is to have faith that whatever situation you're facing, it's going to get better. You might have some peaks and valleys along the way. Might be some things that you don't like. But at the end of the day, it's all going to work itself out. So, trust and believe that your ballots and control are controlled by one person, one creator. And that's God himself. If you trust in God, he's going to keep you on balance. And if you trust even deeper in God, he's going to give you moments where you're going to be able to control. But he's also going to be the ultimate person that's controlling everything. And even if we start to steer and we're trusting God, like, hey, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be, but I'm trusting you. God will find a way to show you where to go. Letitia Wright said this not too long ago, and I thought it was beautiful. She said, when God tells me no, at first I used to take it as rejection and kind of like, why me? But now I use it as a sense of direction because maybe that's not where I need to be. You don't have to control everything. Just trust that God has control of it all. Stay on balance. Stay controlled. Have faith. All right. I hope you got something out of this this week. We'll do our best to be back next week. As always, uh, I'm Ed with the Everything Thoughts Pod. Remember, you can hit us up Instagram, Twitter, or not Twitter. No. Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> um, those. I, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, Everything Thoughts Pod. Also, once again, streaming on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, also Anchor Podcast as well. All the links to follow those places are in my description on my bios of TikTok and Instagram. Feel free to hit me up if you ever need anything. And once again, thank you all so much for your support. Um, it really means the world to me. I'm just grateful to have a platform to do this. And I'm just going to keep doing my best. And as always, I believe in you. Now go believe in yourself, all right? See you ever thinking thoughts, pod. I'm Ed. We out.